back. Back again. The Prefer Not to Say podcast. Mm. I'm James Bunn, also known as Boutique Paul. And I am Greg Tenbrink, also known as... The Common Cold. The com- <laughs> <laughs> Because he's sick with it. <laughs> I was expecting that to go coronavirus, but... <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'm finna be viral. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I was not expecting the that to turn out as funny as yep. it did. Yep. Uh, okay, so also taking out half of a city's population. What's up? <laughs> we shouldn't oh joke about God. that, but I'm gonna. <laughs> we really shouldn't. That's fine. I'll give them laughs in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So another week, another podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Another interview. Definitely enjoying these interviews. They are they are fun. It's uh, insightful. You know, it's uh, it opens your eyes to a new way of thinking. At least when you have yeah. these conversations, so many different individuals with different points of view or just mm-hmm. different things they're doing. You know, because we got a team of hustlers we want to promote to the world for real. So this week we're going to talk about a really fun topic. We're going to talk about what it's like living life mixed. <laughs> Ambiguously mixed at that. <laughs> kind of just like a like a, a mulatto skin color that people generally don't <laughs> like point out like accurately. Like every time somebody guesses what I am, they never get it right. Do, do they think you're Hispanic? Uh, a lot. I've, I've, a I've, lot. I've, and I don't one know instance, someone just randomly started speaking Spanish to me. It was at like a party store or something. I was like... I don't speak Spanish and I'm not Hispanic. Uh, that, that, that happens to me too much. And I'm like, what about me makes you think that I'm like, come on. We're close enough to that tone and have maybe have nuanced features that they're like, oh, that's probably my people. I think it's the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of thick. You know? uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, being mixed in a, in a mixed up world. Mm hmm. And we also have two completely different views on it because we grew up completely different. Yeah, because even even uh, with the the similarity being you know being mixed people, there's like a vast difference amongst like all their upbringings because of that like that that difference. You know, like you have your parents that are from whatever ethnicity, and then other parents that are from whatever ethnicity, and the cultures that they bring into it, and then the kind of like weird concoction that ends up being you know us. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, I guess we should start. It really starts at birth, you know, two two people of different races get together and make mm-hmm. babies. At a time when it wasn't as accepted. I mean, I mean it's you know, more it, accepted it's, than it was prior, but like well, yeah, even it was in the 60s. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> we weren't at the time where it was illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, also is um, I, I was. I don't want to say I was fortunate because that makes it sound really bad, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I got the really interesting scenario of my parents were like the anti stereotype mm-hmm. of an interracial couple because my mom's black and my dad's white, and I know for you it's the opposite, the opposite, yeah. which is the usual. You know, people always assume, oh, your dad's black, right? No, I've had one person guess that my dad was white, and she said it was because of my skin tone. What? We have like the same skin tone. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you're 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 a little bit darker than me. Oh well I think th- I think what she really meant to say is the 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 <coughs> amount of body hair is different. Like uh, that's true. Think about it. That's you know? true. Yeah, like, you're you're virtually smooth and I'm just yeah, I'm grizzly bear. And like generally speaking, there's not too many black men men that are like just covered in body hair. 
you know. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's like you got your hair. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. um, It was also. Yeah, because my parents were together. It wasn't. I I would say it was uncommon. It was probably uncommon. This was the 80s. Mm -hmm. They got together. And progressively over the years, it kind of shifted where we saw more couples like that. And I was like, oh, fine. I've got someone. I got people I can relate to in the world. But it it definitely was different, especially because my dad's or not my dad's. <laughs> I have two. I have a dad and a mom. <laughs> but it was it was interesting because it's like I wasn't. We weren't a family rooted in cultured or, or rooted in the cultures that come with each mm-hmm. background. It was almost like a free for all where I was. I, and I was always in diverse environments. Like when I went to school, the schools were diverse. My friends, I'm not going to lie, there was a time period in when I was younger where my primary group was a group of mixed kids, coincidentally. <laughs> I think I think that's like a that's that I think that's I think that's a circumstance of like the way mixed kids are treated. At least from my perspective, that's how like I would view like the reason for a bunch of mixed kids ending up hanging out together. Cuz like okay, um, from my point of view, being a mixed kid, I kind of got like shunned by like both sides, you know? So like, I hate to, I hate to say it like this, but the like black community is like, oh, you're not really a black kid. You know, you're only half black type thing. And then, you know, in the white community, it's more or less their parents that are, that are like trying to keep their kids away from them. Like that's some latent racism right there, but all right. But you know, so like that kind of like outcast feeling can drive a lot of uh mixed kids to hang out hang around a bunch of other mixed kids well i'll I'll tell you it actually wasn't that it was um because i'll call my one of my non-biological family members jamichael he's mixed too and my mom and his mom were friends for years before they had us and she just happened to have a lot of friends who had mixed kids as well (laughs) so we would all hang out at his house most of the time so that's just how it happened oh okay yeah, no, like I said, I was always in diverse environments. You know, I was, ne- I was never, I-, I never felt marginalized in the least because everywhere I went, it was a bunch of people just like you. Yeah, a bunch of people just like me. I don't know, maybe they just like me as a person, but yeah, there was never, it was never uh, an issue of skin color wherever I was. But I think that was just the fact that like I had mixed parents. So it's like, you know, they, they weren't typically around people who were racist. Right. You know, I have to say, <clears throat> I'm proud to say I've, in all honesty, have never really encountered any racist acts or anything toward myself. That is in like, my life. That is like absurdly mind blowing. It's like how in the fuck this is okay. I so this, it. this is the cosmic scale being entirely unbalanced. Like you experience none of it, I get all of it. Uh, maybe, maybe that. Maybe that's why. Uh, that's how we're we formed this podcast as that kind of. It's almost like a movie. It makes sense. We were bound mm. to find each other. It's like opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It was just. Yeah, I didn't really experience it. It was, you know, where I, everywhere I went, everybody was so welcoming. So it's just, you know, I I don't know. It's it's really strange when I say that because I'm like, man, so many people had to deal with a lot worse stuff than I did. Oh, yeah, and and uh I don't know. It's not like a it's not like a sob story. I'm not trying to be like, "Oh, woe is me, all this stuff." But 
I don't know. It's just it's just different, you know. It's 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 case in point, you know. There's we have like similar origin stories, so to speak, with the the being mixed kids, but the entire like upbringing is 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 entirely different. I'm gonna say that word like three more times and get sick of it. Like help. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like help. <laughs> oh man, uh, I almost forgot that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's always been really interesting because I can't relate to a lot of people because of that fact that I never deal with this. I'm aware of these things that, you know, race relations are are still kind of a big issue, but I never truly experience it myself. So I'm literally always on the outside looking in. I think it really like opens up your eyes to the to the grittier side of the world when you're forced to experience it like pretty much your entire life. It was only like in the recent years that it like I haven't I can say I haven't experienced it in earnest in the past couple of years at least for sure, but even even into early adulthood I experienced it regularly. Wow, which is pretty shitty. <laughs> at least it kind of like tailed off <laughs> a little bit for now for now we're gonna i'm gonna fuck around like tomorrow i'm gonna experience some really <laughs> fucked up shit and be like god damn it i had to open my mouth hey <laughs> you know what you you have a podcast now you're probably instantly accepted in the white community now i don't know about that man i think it's when it comes you know it's weird because like i i was i end up being more accepted in the white community at least amongst my peers and i think it's because i'm atypical you know when they see a black person i'm not like oh, i'm out here trying to emulate rappers and shit and be about that culture. True. Well, I, it, it probably also goes back to like, you know, most of the white kids you like hung out with weren't privileged either. I mean, yeah, but I mean like the new, the newer friends I make, but yeah. Oh, the newer friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course I've like accepted that group. But, like, <laughs> what are they going <laughs> to the do? Outcasts. Be like, fuck you, Greg, you're not a part of this anymore. It's like, okay, I remember that really embarrassing shit you did when you were nine. You want me to tell the world? Like, <laughs> right. That's right. I'm holding that friend group hostage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it's yeah and, and it really does you know your friend group starting out really dictate how you're perceived and how you kind of navigate anything race related because you know it's it's a learned trait racism doesn't just happen mm-hmm. you're not born with racism you're born into racism but oh definitely I've had I've had friends who've had like fairly racist parents, right? And I think that my presence around the kids, you know, was kind of like a case example of like you shouldn't be racist because like what the fuck's like the point, you know? So I, <laughs> right? I, I'm pretty sure that I've caused at least one or two divides between like parents and their kids because their kids like me so much, but their parents fucking hate me, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my war on racism, <laughs> racial home record. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't even know where to start with this conversation. There's too much to talk about. You ain't got to like me because your kids going to love me. <laughs> kids don't kids don't care. Oh, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's usually why I'm kind of accepted is I didn't really, you know, adhere to stereotypes. I tried, though. Like, have you ever had a period of time where you tried to be really black? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I was it in middle school? No, no, it wasn't no. like it wasn't like <laughs> Mine a, was middle school. It wasn't like a period where I was trying to be like uh, stereotypically black. But I have like my moments where because um, it's never like a long period of time. It's like a couple days or something like that at most. But it's, it's where I get really in tune with my with my ethnic roots is what I'll call it. <laughs> it's like 
if I if I need to fit in a certain uh, a certain situation, then I'll then I'll like pull it out of me or like if you're around the right people who pull it out of you, like that classic scenario, yo. So we be so be super professional. They get around their black friends and it's like hood card pulled out. Honestly, it's it's like it's like you go to the barbecue with your cousins, and then it's like okay, I can like release the inner me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's that. You know, it's almost the appropriate time. It's like it's like you go to the barbecue. You go to the family barbecue, and you get checked at the door to like make sure that. <laughs> so you, so you, you're like, no, 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 I'm on the list. Here's my here's my hood card. <laughs> yeah, I had a I did have a period in middle school where I just was trying to be black, like two X mm. shirts, baggy pants, listening to nothing but top forty rap music, and then that just sort of ended in high school. Because I was around other people that weren't into that stuff. And overall, I just kind of evolved. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop this because the clothes aren't comfortable. And I'd rather speak with proper diction and not trying to sound like a hood rat. Yeah, I I, I did something similar for like, I want to say like a week. You know, like I, I had my, I got, uh, I bought like a silver chain and everything. And like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. A silver chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like. I was like, yeah, I'm about this. And then I realized like, this is like boring. This isn't like, I felt like I wasn't representing me. You know, I was like, right. I was putting on a fucking face. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I wanted to be honest to myself and like thinking back, like that's oddly profound for somebody who was in like the eighth grade. Right. <laughs> like this. I was like, this ain't me. Forging, forging our identities through minor existential crisis <laughs> as you know, just becoming teenagers <laughs> but oh, yeah I, I had a little bit of that moment but then i was just like that's not really who i am and then i, I like started developing who i really was I, don't, I also feel like there's a lot of expectation if you're even a little bit you know if there's even a little bit of color in you like, people like look at you at, for certain things or certain reactions mm-hmm. or they expect you to like certain things like you like you you don't like watermelon Oh, okay. So, like, on the on the on the issue of like stereotypes, um, so there's the there's like racist shit. There's like oh, all black people like watermelon, all black people all this crap. Um, like I can I can tell I can deal with I don't want to say tolerate I can deal with the racist bullshit that I get from like the racist like white community or whatever, and I can just brush all that off and it's not a big deal. When it comes from the black community, when <laughs> when I get shit from the black community about who I am as a person, I feel betrayed. You know? <laughs> so I thought we were like, supposed to be about ourselves. Like, not all, all this hate coming in from one side, I'm like, fuck it. I'm not worried about that. But then like my own people are like, I, I don't even like calling them my own people after all this. You know, it's like, so you're not really black. Like when they see the piercings, they're like, why'd you put that shit through your face? I'm like, Cause it's me, <laughs> and sometimes I like to turn it around on them and be like, "Why don't you go look at some of the tribes in Africa, motherfucker? I'm more representative of our people than you are." <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> served. Oh man, yeah, that's. Oh, that's almost like the hardest flex you could pull on. Them. Honestly, I just felt like it. It made sense, you know. It's not like I want this particular look. It was just like. I kind of want to just put this metal through my face <laughs> or the or the classic. Why you sound so white? That drives me nuts, especially when I had a black mom who corrected my grammar. Mm-hmm. I, my first thought is, OK, I can see why you only read, a you know, just barely above a third grade reading level mm. because of this mentality. There's no such thing as sounding white. No, it's like that. That That is like an underlying issue. It's like you're attributing 
uh, a proper quality to a race. And that in and of itself is fucked up and you shouldn't be doing that. I, I like to look at those moments as like teaching moments. I'm like, why do you sound so, sound so white? Why do you like dress white? Why do you do all this shit white? And I'm like, it's not white, dude. It's just not low class. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's the only way you can describe it. I don't look like a hood rat. Mm-mm. I want people to hire me. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> Quit getting tricked by all these rappers, homie. <laughs> Boy, yeah. fucking- I'm not gonna say that because that's a style and that's okay. But <laughs> well, well, you know, and you know, a lot of them are faking it anyway. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Rick Ross is fake as hell. He he puts on a costume. This is known. People still like his music anyway. <laughs> like two chains. Two chains has like a master's degree or something like that. Talking hood stuff. It'd be like it is. But people are like incapable of finding their own identity. So they just uh, subsume whatever is like pushed in their face. And that happens to be like that rap culture thing. But yeah, back to what we were originally talking about that, like growing up, um, it's that's all it really is. It's an identity issue. You know, it's people trying to figure out who they are. And like you were saying, tried out the hip hop thing. And I was like, that's not your identity. So you're like, nah, I'm good. I, mean, I like the music. I I prefer to wear clothes that fit. It's all about like being uniquely you, and that's why like you always see me in, like a t shirt, sweater, and basketball shorts. That even, I don't play. That's basketball. just you. <laughs> that's that's Greg to a T. That's your uniform. <laughs> this is the Greg uniform is a hoodie, t shirt, and basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a but no. But actually, what I was saying is like you know people who are surprised you don't like watermelon. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. It's just like I don't like most grape things. <laughs> I don't like watermelon. I don't like home cooked fried chicken. Like, what really? Yeah, I don't like any of oh, that. I like home cooked fried chicken, but <laughs> but it's like I tell people I don't like grape stuff. They're like, how? I'm like, okay. First of all, it doesn't actually taste like grapes, so mm-hmm. you guys can you know, you know kick rocks on that one. And I just don't like the taste. And why does it have to be? I don't like the taste of purple. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Like, yeah why do we have, why do we have have red grape flavored anything? Those are my favorite grapes. Why not right. white white grape soda? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like grape flavored things, uh, this is like the one thing that I am pretty uh, stereotypical about. It's not like I don't like the like the I think it's called like grape drink or whatever the fuck. Um, but like the the grape flavored crushed soda, the uh, the grape juice in general, any color, I'll fucking drink that shit till I pop. But I like grape juice sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, at my grandparents' house, you know, on the white side, oddly enough, they always had uh, uh, grape juice Sunday mornings before church. I just fucking chug that shit <laughs> <laughs> every time. Just down and take a shot. <laughs> Slam a Honestly, cup on the table. <laughs> it was it was it was win win. It was delicious. It was great. It parched my th- or quenched my thirst. And then like when we got to church, I got to be like, I have to go to the bathroom and then <laughs> leave service. <laughs> Uh, I don't have to sit in this boring ass <laughs> service. Yeah. Yeah. Then I just a, go wander around the church because I knew my grandparents weren't going to leave. I'm like, haha, I have an hour to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I was, you know, I bring it up a lot. You know, I grew up with the mom, one mom who didn't cook soul food. And I'm really mm. glad because, you know, my arteries love me for that. But also, there's just a lot of stuff I don't really care for. Like, you know, mac and cheese, fried chicken. Cornbread stuff like that, I'm fine with. I don't think we can claim mac and cheese as soul food. Like the all, all the the, the as a extravagant. Side, I'm saying as one of the side. Oh well, yeah, I mean any kind of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I'm down for any mac and cheese. It's all good. But there are certain things that you and I will both never consume. That I know some people would be like, why? And things like 
chitlins. Oh, you will never catch us eating stuff like that. Or that pig's is, feet, gizzards. A, I think that's like that's that. I think we as a people need to get rid of that because that's damaging. That's just bad. That's like oh well, it's part of your culture. Nah, that's that was a, a necessity, not culture. For those who are unaware, the reason those became delicacies was you know those are the scraps that the slaves were given, and they had to get creative. They had to make it at least try to taste good mm-hmm. and then it just sort of stuck and you know people you know want to stay close to their roots and culture keep it going nah i'm not eating another animal's intestines that's one root i'll let die <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can keep plenty of other things just let let that go i'm not watering that plant fuck that <laughs> yeah no no thanks but you know we would get yeah, there are plenty of black people who would not appreciate that we think that way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? There's there's almost a point where black people kind of like limit themselves in progression because you, they hold on so dear to things that we probably should rethink. Honestly, but <clears throat> what can you the do? The advancement of the black community is a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could we could just start a spinoff series on that one thing alone. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. Have you also um have you ever felt like the cop out friend? Oh, like the it's okay I have a black friend friend. Exactly. 100% of my youth. <laughs> I, I, I aside from like the couple other like black people in the social circles that I had in my in my youth, I was like I mean I empathize with them on that. I'm like, "Ah, we're the black friends." But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was always that excuse. And then I realized later on when people made like memes about it and I like started looking at it. You know how have you ever seen that one where it's like um when a group of white people were like, No, it's okay, I have a black friend and then it shows like a black kid and he's dressed all like emo and shit. Oh, you mean like he like, basically looks like he works at GameStop? Yeah, and then they're like, <laughs> yeah. But this is the black friend. I'm yeah. like, fuck that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen that exact one and it's totally accurate. They'd be like, mm-hmm. I got a black friend and then you see them. Nah, that's not that's what, they're talk- not, not what they're talking not about. <laughs> He's not listening to Snoop Dogg. He's listening to a lot of Spute. Don't let him fool you. I don't listen to a lot of Spute. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there is so just... The, and the, the sad thing is the amount of jokes that can be made given like the history of how that goes. Yeah, it's... Because yeah, I don't... I've, I've noticed it because there's so many people... I don't want to say so many. A few people who kind of like... I had a friend who referred to me as his black friend to mm-hmm. people. And no, I'll, nobody does it in person. I guarantee you that other people have said it like without you present. He, he would call me that to my face. Oh, no. I was, I was, I, oh, I, just in general? Yeah, in general. Oh, yeah, in general. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we... You shouldn't... Don't claim us as that because the expectation will be very lost <laughs> on these other people you're telling. <laughs> oh, you need to meet my friend Greg. Wait, which Greg? White Greg or Black Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker both. <laughs> <laughs> This is a combo deal. You don't get one or the other. <laughs> um, do you at times, uh, like, do you at times feel like your inner hood comes out every once in a while? Like, maybe, maybe this, this is more of a question for like when you were younger. Like, if you were dealing with a lot of anger or whatever, like your inner like gangster comes out. 
Have you ever experienced anything like I that? I don't let it come out. I'm good at suppressing it. Okay. I do well, feel I feel it though. Has okay, so so I it's there. It. It's yes, there. it's there. I just <laughs> I took to giving mine a name. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Darnell. <laughs> oh, so your your middle name? Yeah. So because Gre- Gre- I look at my name, it's Gregory Darnell Tenbrink. And when I introduce myself to like uh, other people in the black community, they're like, "Your middle name is the only thing black about you." And I'm like, "Kinda." <laughs> yeah. Side note. So I was just thinking, you know how you're, you know, you like to refer to as Greg, short for Gregory. Mm-hmm. Do you think anybody ever goes by Gory for short? No. No, no. Maybe you should start that trend. <laughs> Gory Tembrink. That sounds like the British version of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do like my name though, because some sometimes people this okay. This boggles my mind when people misspell it. They spell it G R E G G. I'm like, where do you get this extra G from? I've seen it that way, and that's that's it's incorrect. I don't care if there anybody has that legal name. That's not right. <laughs> But I think the the thing I like about my name, uh, Gregory, is that like I can be Greg, I can be Gregory. Some people have have been like, well, like people who are like more knowledgeable on like uh, I don't want to say Eastern, like uh, UK history and all those like Victorian names. That some people have assumed my full name was Gregorian or Gregory, like Gregory <laughs> really? Rasputin, and I'm like, the fuck? Okay, I'm roll you know, with it. I yes, actually have right. uh, one of my African American friends. His name is Kirk Brandon McConnor. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he goes by Brandon generally, but he says that he makes sure he's Kirk McConnor on job applications. That is a benefit. I've I've noticed that. Like anytime on a job app, I I don't put my middle name unless I have to. It's just the D. It's <laughs> just the D. Just the D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he said he's done that and I was like, "You know what? That is almost you almost have to do things like that." Because, I mean, it's not, you know, is it enough that he's a skilled worker? Because, you know, I used to work with a dude. He's one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. But, you know, he said that it's it's something, it's almost, I don't want to sound like a defense mechanism, but. I mean, it sounds like it's like, it, it sounds bad, you know, looking at it like at face. But once you realize that you basically have the superpower to be in a different person whenever you need to be, you know, like. People who know me, they know I'm Gregory Darnell Tenbrink. Anytime I need to be professional, I'm Gregory Tenbrink. You know, it's like having an alias. You know, yeah, I think that's almost a like having an alias. being mixed race. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Brandon. <laughs> I know he's going to get to this episode eventually. He's been listening to the pods. So oh, okay. I just want to shout you out. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a really cool dude. If I ever meet him, that's all I'm going to call him is Captain. No, he's in Arizona right now. Oh, he, okay. used to, he used to live here, but he moved to Arizona. He's out He's out driving trucks. Oh, okay. We'll drive on up here then. <laughs> drive, drive, drive all the way out back to the Midwest. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely... Definitely interesting being mixed, especially nowadays, because we're kind of this weird in-between space where it's, you know, racism isn't as blatant. Yeah, as isn't as blatant. I mean, at least for us, I, you know, I've come across black people who are like, yeah, I I get racist comments almost every day, whether it be workplace or around. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it. I mean, that's that sounds bad to say, but, you know, what can you do? I mean, can't change everybody's mind. Yeah, I've stopped. I've stopped making it my duty to like give a shit. Someone wants to be racist. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Whatever. Your fucking inbred family will die off anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, they'll be gone. 
They can't keep inbreeding forever. Huh. Or can they? I don't know. <laughs> the, old Doyle mu- the old Doyle line must remain pure. <laughs> What was it? What do you say? That? <laughs> no, uh, O'Doyle was from um, what's it called? Billy Madison. Oh, that's You're thinking McPoyles from that's Always what, Sunny. Yeah. It's just too similar. The, the McPoyle bloodline's yeah. been pure and clean for a thousand years. It's like that's gross. <laughs> oh, oh man, I don't even want to think about that. But yeah, I mean, being mixed, it's like. There are positives and there are negatives. The negatives are fairly obvious, you know, the racist bullshit you deal with from both sides, the uh the whole exclusion, like at least from my point of view, like felt pretty ostracized by both communities growing up. Um but like there's it's not all negative. There's benefits, you know. Um like the the alias one, having being able to like basically become a different person when you need to be um, uh, I kind of like the mis- the mystery of it a little bit. You know, when somebody first meets a mixed person, they're like, hmm, which side do they lean more to? Like, white or black? And it's kind of like, it's like, it's have, really neither. You have an opportunity to, like, if you want to, if you want to indulge in this, you can create an identity on the spot for for when somebody doesn't know who you are, they're first meeting you. They're like, hmm, I'm, I'm really like this, but do I want to act more this or more this? in front of this person just to gauge their reaction. You know, I, I've done that sometimes. It's kind of fun, honestly. It's like role-playing. Yeah, it is like role-playing. <laughs> we got we got many sides <laughs> we can play any situation. We can fit it anywhere if we really want, but we just want to, we'd rather sit on the outside. But yeah, I mean, the struggle for identity is like universal. It's not just the mixed-race people that deal with it. Everybody deals with it, but... Yeah, everybody deals with it. This, say, this particular flavor of it is just... Yeah, this particular instance of identity crisis can... Because it can go so many different ways, and there are so many different factors and people who try to influence it. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, society wants you to do this. Your own people want you to do this. Your parents want you to do this. Fortunately, it was never an issue growing up. It was be you, however you choose to be. Just don't be terrible. <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. That and like, <clears throat> this is gonna sound like I practice eugenics, which I don't. But I feel like <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. It f- makes sense. I feel like having a mixed heritage is is genetically beneficial because, like, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of health disorders that uh, that you can find that are like prevalent in specific races that are less prevalent in the mixed offspring of those races. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like the, 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 the forward theory of evolution, you know, it's like stuff that's going to cause all these, all these uh, health problems is going to get like bred out basically, you know? So like when I, uh, let me put it to you like this. I have plenty of friends that are either all white or all black or all Asian or all Mexican. And they have all these different like health disorders or whatever. And literally the most fucked up thing about me is that I'm fat. That is it. I am perfectly healthy. And that's changing. (laughs) It's yeah, I don't really get sick that much. I don't really have any ailments whatsoever. And I don't I I don't know. I'd never really kept tabs on the health of my mixed friends, but never noticed any real problems with any of them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Greg's practicing eugenics. (laughs) Let's just do it all alive. The the superior master race is all races combined. (laughs) You know, there's the stuff of science fiction, but 
let's try it out. Maybe we're, you know, just, let's just do it up. You know, eugenics, gentrification, euthanization. Let's just do it all. I'm okay. joking. Don't listen to that. I'm just joking. This is, this is shock humor. Oh, man. But no, yeah, I, I always saw that as like as 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 weird as that sounds. I've always saw that as a benefit because I never had any of the health problems that like anybody I saw had growing up. You know, yeah, that's some, yeah, it's, it's definitely something. I'm surprised there's no study on it. Maybe there is, and we just haven't looked. I've, I'm 100 certain there is, but like, <clears throat> we just haven't googled that far yet. I don't know. It's just a weird thought I always have. It's just like I'm not trying to say like I sound, I feel superior or anything like that. It's definitely, it's just like a convenience thing. Like I don't have to safeguard against uh, potential illnesses that like my parents might have had. Like my my mother has fibromyalgia. I'll never have it. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's something. Like, I mean, sickle cell in the black community, I'll probably never have that. Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> Key to being healthy is being mixed. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Speaking of being healthy, it's about that time for the best part of the show. Oh, that's the outro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody grab that water. <laughs> and we're back back to the prefer not to say podcast with round two the mixed race boogaloo <laughs> yeah the the fun topic <laughs> I, I wonder if anybody's cringing right now uh, I I am a little bit, but that's like a constant level of cringe that I always have. Isn't there cringe every time we record? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just, that has less to do the subject matter. More, uh, people are going to hear this eventually. <laughs> so, what can we talk about next? Oh, I mean, we've kind of focused on like the 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 black side of it. We can, oh, or we could just, just straight up tell. Like, I don't know about you, but I can like at least trace mine back to like a, like multiple different races. So, like, I know what I am. <laughs> So we could probably start with explaining that now. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. I never really inquired that much. I'm pretty sure on my dad's side, it's a, a primarily Irish. From I'm pretty sure my mom said that. Uh, it's also what your definition on how like mixed you are, because mm-hmm. I mean, I automatically don't count if you're just different flavors of European and Great Britain. I don't consider <laughs> you mixed. Well, I, I won't. Well, if that's like your only thing, I just, I don't know. I just feel like Wait, i don't have like I, like there's I, i'm not aware of any native american in my bloodline oh okay that, so, that's what i mean or it's like you know you know i give a pass for italians obviously there's something different going on mm-hmm. with that ethnicity as opposed to just somebody from you know like england or scotland or <laughs> ireland i just like rattling off the list every because like when i first meet people at work they're like because hey, i work out in holland so like there's a, a large Mexican uh, community out there. So they always end up asking me if I'm uh, Mexican, especially when I when they try to talk to me in Spanish and I don't and I don't understand it. But they're like, "Wait a minute, what are you?" And I'm like, "I, I play this game." I'm like, "Guess." Guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I like rattling off the answer after a while because I mean, obviously nobody's gonna get it right because I'm getting specific with it. But I am French, German, Irish, Cherokee, and Black. See, and that and that's and that's a what I would consider a well-rounded mix. Mm. But I mean, 
It's I don't know. That's just a fun little game I play. Is like guess because I get all these weird. I get all these weird guesses. I always get like some form of Hispanic. Some people get like oddly specific, and they're like, "You're from Guatemala," and I'm like, "Nope." Wow, that <laughs> <laughs> you're from this very specific area. I get stuff like that. I've had like three people guess that I was of Greek descent, and I was like, "I don't understand that." I can see that. I I don't apparently. Maybe I just I don't know. Just, I, th- I, th- I think it's like your skin tone is. I think it's the skin tone. When when I get that comment, when I get that that assumption, my hair is like medium length, you know, so it's a little curly. Oh, that's like I don't it. I don't know if you ever remembered seeing it when we when we were younger, but when my hair is long, it does this natural Jerry curl thing. But um, so like when I when I get that comment, I'm like maybe I can see it because I'm like I'm I'm not dark, but I'm like tan, I'm like bronzed skin, and I have that that hair, so I'm like okay, I can see that, but. But you just like Generally playing the guessing speaking. game in general. Yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's definitely. I don't know. For some reason, it's easier. I've found to relate to white communities mm-hmm. because I don't think there's really an expectation as much there to be a specific thing, unless you, unless you're in like different social classes. Mm-hmm. Or uh, my favorite, um, or or <laughs> we're we're the black friend. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they want they want that. It's it's. You remember the watch, uh, uh-uh. with Ben Stiller? Do you ever see that movie? I don't think so. He's he 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 plays this dude who's just like he's like the nicest guy in the neighborhood, always doing like community stuff. And his big thing is he wants a black friend, <laughs> and so he happens upon Richard Iowati, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, and the, his name's Jamarcus. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's all about trying to be his friend, and then later you find out he's an alien. Oh my god! <laughs> and there's this whole thing where it's like aliens are trying to take over Earth. It's it's a it's actually really good. Okay, but yeah, they they want that black friend. Uh, oh, um, use of the n word. Oh, you want to talk about use of it? Yes. Um, in what, I will in say I don't. Because I generally avoid it, and unless I'm in like a specific circle where I use. The word as I, I use the word as part of a joke, but then I end up like I, I never say it with a hard R. If that's the question you're asking. Oh no no, no. I'm just I'm just saying use in general because a lot of people who just don't say it. Like I don't really unless I'm quoting maybe a meme mm-hmm. or a joke or if I'm singing along to a rap yeah, song. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I've never used I've n- I never use it in reference to people mm-hmm. or you know I, I don't have that kind of like brotherhood mentality. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just I don't really use it as an part of my normal vocabulary but i've noticed when you're the black friend there's almost an expectation a burden to use well there's also the thing where it's oh we're the the black friend verification like like maybe one of them lets it slip and then they look at you like is that okay or 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 they they get comfortable with it like they don't mind saying it because you're like oh he's my black friend he's cool with it full disclosure if you say it and i don't say anything i'm letting you say it because someone else is going to teach you that lesson in a worse way than i'm going to and i want that to happen to you I'm not teaching that lesson. I'm going to let someone else teach it to you in, in, in the typical way it's usually taught. But also, it's really weird when people, they don't use it in like, in a normal way. It's, there's always this weird excuse to use it in context when telling a story. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to use it. It's 2020. I'm pretty sure you should be aware by now. You probably shouldn't say it at all if you're white. 
Uh, I mean, look, if we have to have a conversation about it, you should probably just avoid it. That's that's my that's my look on it. Like, I don't bring I don't use it among like anybody aside from like my discord group. And that's only in a in a specific variation of it. Like instead of instead of the G's, uh, we use B's and say Nibba. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. But or when people say Ninja, ninja. Oh, <laughs> that was the thing for a while. Yeah. But no, it's just like when people use it, it, when they're telling a story of someone else saying it, why why do you feel the need to actually say it? You could just say they said the N-word. They're looking for the, the shock value. That's it. I don't know. It's just a, and then this guy just spouted out. And then that's they're trying to get a reaction out of people telling that story. That's yeah. Or you know, what is, you know what just blew my mind? White people who are like super fascinated with race relations and they're all about it and in the know of everything like dating back to history of like the civil rights, like they're super pro black and they're quote unquote allies. And it's just like, uh, this is really awkward. Cause I've, I've, I've never come across anybody who's super into race relations on the outside, except for just like white people who didn't grow up around any black people. Yeah. I see it sometimes, but for them, <clears throat> for the most part, I'm just like, you're doing more good than bad. So I'm just going to let it be. I'm going to let you continue being you. I don't need to like interact or anything like that. I mean, generally speaking, that's how I approach most things. Does it does it affect me? No, I'm not really concerned with it. Maybe that's why I'm kind of, you know, I'm I'm all for change. It's just I'm not protesting. Sorry, <laughs> those who do, you go ahead. I'm not doing it. <clears throat> I support them, but like all these protests happen in the afternoon, and I'm like, I work second shift, like. <laughs> We're not skipping work to protest. (laughs) My bills got to get paid. Plus, certain things, yo, I've seen, yo, side note, protests can go really bad, not like in a super violent way, but you mess with the wrong people. Like, there was this one, they were doing like the human chain thing on the road, and someone got them out and was literally like smacking their hands apart. Like, look, I got to go to work. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Or when people do like, have you ever seen the um, protest people doing human chains on the highway? It's like, you're asking to die. Someone's going to, you you might come across someone who's having a bad day and you're just like, oh, hold on. Let me hit this gas pedal a little harder. Mm-hmm. They want to sit out there. It'll be an accident. Sometimes it's dangerous. But I mean, it's whatever. They choose to live their life their way. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. But if that, that highway situation, I'm just going to be like, I, I, if I was in that situation, I'd lean out my car and be like, look, can I go to work? Yeah, yeah. You get the fuck out the way. <laughs> yeah, or or the expectation. <laughs> if they say no, then I'm like, all right, somebody else who's willing to go to prison break this. <laughs> right? I'm kidding. <laughs> or or it's like there's this like expectation from the community mm-hmm. to be overly supportive, and it's you know I can only do so much. It's if it's affecting my livelihood, I'm not gonna be a part of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are ways to handle these situations, and. Yeah, almost most of the time it's, it turns to violence. Yeah, which is unfortunate. All right, but... enough about protests. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, back to the, like the pressure from the from the community to portray a, a certain character. Uh it's you know it's so hard because there's different. I want to say there's different flavors of it. Mm-hmm. There are so many different groups that, you know, it's it's almost like it's almost like being in gangs without being in a gang, which that's that within itself is its own, you know, problem area. I don't I gotta know. I got to say, I did kind of like growing up being able to like float between any any social circle. 
Like, oh, yeah, you can be friends with anybody. Obviously, there's a little bit of, you know, like resistance in some situations, but like being like ambiguously mixed race. And like I was saying earlier, being able to like put on that character if you choose to amongst people that don't know you, you know, it's that blank slate to act one side or the other. Like, and I that's just like, for fun. I feel, yeah, I felt like I could like if I wanted to, I could be like, I'm going to hang out in this group today and that group tomorrow. And then like the the mulatto skin colored people the next day, like, I don't know. It's yeah, free, it's, it's, it's it's oddly freeing. Yeah, it's really easy to hang out with anybody if you're mixed mm-hmm. because you're am, it's, you're ambiguous enough to where it doesn't even matter what you are. People will just hang out with you, or or there's people who are just fascinated with the fact that you're mixed. Yeah, there's nothing really that fascinating about it. Sorry, okay, to disappoint here's, people. <laughs> here's a topic. Here's a topic I I, I like because like <laughs> it, it it causes a lot of flack like within the. Uh, I hate to focus in almost entirely on the black community, but if if it causes causes a lot of flack in the black community with the interracial dating, it's like there's a there's like a pressure from uh, black women or mixed race women for me to date black women or mixed race women. Do you have you ever felt that pressure? You know, like it's it's like it's along no, the lines of the whole conversation about like black men not choosing black women. You know, once again, it's one of those things I never had to deal with. <laughs> Man, I re- <laughs> it's this is this is the problem because there's always like you ever see those posts who are complaining that black men are you know trying to get white women Mm -hmm. like you know in a certain i I mean this dates back a bit further but like that whole that whole dialogue about like all the good black men are dating women outside of their own race or whatever and it's like detrimental for the black community that whole that whole thing is what i'm trying to like start a yeah conversation about, yeah but you know i get it it's just because yeah, it, it, i see posts all the time of people like slamming black men for dating white women and it's just what what if it's the other way around like my family we mm-hmm. never have those conversations there are black women who date exclusively white men and that's something that's never talked about honestly and i've always been amazed that it isn't talked about because you know it's at what point do you evaluate there's a reason they don't date within their race. It's a good point. I mean, it's usually based in stereotypes, which is unfortunate, but mm-hmm. you can't my big thing is it is you shouldn't try to shame people for doing something that isn't the norm. If if you have a preference, you shouldn't be held accountable for it. Right. You prefer these kinds of people? That sounds really bad saying it like that. No, but, fuck that. Say it. <laughs> say it's like it's like when people are like, I prefer, okay, so hairstyles. Well, somebody's like, I prefer redheads. You know, it's not fucked up. You just prefer somebody who who has a particular type of hair. It's perfectly fine for you to have your own preferences. I don't remember where I learned this, but apparently it's a, apparently it's transphobic for cis straight people to not want to sleep with trans people. I'll fist fight anybody who tries to put that shit in my face. No. <laughs> Like I will, su- I will support, I will support the trans community one hundred percent. But if you try to tell me that it's fucked up that I don't find what I don't find attractive attractive, I'll I'm I'm willing to fist fight you over that. We're not about to sit here and be like inclusiveness and acceptance and people can be who they want to be and be what they want to be and feel how they want to feel and then tell me that I can't like what I want to what what I what I like. You know that's 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 as corrupt as saying that that gay is a choice 
You know, gay people are gay because they that's just who they are. That's what they happen to be into, you know? For you to say that I, I'm i wrong for liking what I like, nah, we're going to come well, to Well, apparently there's a thing where, like, you know... <laughs> Fuck out my le- face les- Like, there's people in the lesbian community feeling alienated because people are pressuring them to sleep with trans women who have penises. And they're like, I don't like penises. That's why I'm a lesbian. Like, that's, that, that's what I'm getting at, you know? It's like... Uh, the it's, it's, it's like that it's like that whole thing where uh the <laughs> big girls need love too if someone's not into that they're not into that we shouldn't be we're, we're stop trying to create a version of world that's a weird utopia where everyone's just homogenized as some like like we're not even individuals anymore we're just like i, I mean beings. i agree big girls need love too but big girls need love from people who love big girls like the fuck <laughs> yeah hey, some people have a limit no sense I mean, I'm not really hung up on, like, physical characteristics anyways, myself. I mean, I'm more about who the person is, but 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 if that, they're that not tra- black, that, you're doing a disservice to your people. Low-key, that, that transphobic thing got got me a little bit heated. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, I'm really going to punch you like, in the face if you come at like, me with that nonsense. Because, like, you're, you're, you're repping something. You're like, yeah, I'm about this community and promoting, or not promoting, but supporting people of different walks of life. And then they come at you with some jive shit like that. And I'm like, nah, turkey. That don't fly. <laughs> 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 oh, can we bring back that, that kind of speak again? It's really offensive, but it it just sounded like a fun time. <laughs> I thought I'd oh, pull that man. one out of the old. But yeah, I've always oh. just had that question of why why it's because the inverse is never talked about. Like I was mm-hmm. saying before about you know, my mom prefers white men. Mm-hmm. Is that not a problem also, or is it just it, or is it that weird thing where it's go back? It almost goes back to the. Uh, our episode about masculinity it's like yeah. because they're the men it's mm-hmm. you know they're seen as the dominant yeah. force in you know the human race so it's you know but i've always wondered why not intermingle cultures honestly i've seen mixed people share stuff like that and i'm like you have a white parent like what do you mean? Like honestly, I'd have to say, you know, like my dad's one of the most influential people in my life. I'm not gonna discredit that part of my heritage. Oh, there that actually that's what I was gonna get to next. People who like exclusively claim black in their mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That always was, drove me nuts. Like you have a whole other side of your family. Uh, well, I mean, it's a whole other side of you is, yeah. is the is the thing. You know, the that that's that brings up the the typical question. You know, people are always like, Well, what do you like identify as? Not like the whole like PC wave identify as this whatever shit. But like when you when people ask you like are like or when people describe you, what do you prefer to be like called? Like if somebody's like, This is my this is Greg, my black friend. It's like I don't like to be called your black friend. I like to be called Greg. <laughs> yeah, why do we have to add the extra words can, we, can i just be greg or yeah, i'm not so greg like, i'm james when people ask me like oh are you black i'm like that honestly i think that's like why i developed the the habit of rattling off all all my different races because just, a, just a, it's, it's a it's a it's a light a light little taste of like the variety that is me you know they're like oh well this is greg he's a black male it's like no this is greg i'm french german irish black cherokee i do all these things you know uh, I I rock a specific style and it's all about comfort. And it's like I am uniquely Greg. You ain't got to be like that's a black dude or that's a white guy. That actually uh, reminds me of um. So I listened to the True Crime Obsessed podcast and I forgot what the documentary was called, but it was about these people who over 
tried to overtake these white supremacists who tried to overtake this like really small town mm. and they weren't successful, but he ended up on some TV show that was like, that was similar to Maury, but they did a DNA <laughs> test and this dude ended up being 12% black <laughs> and he just lost his mind. <laughs> And like one of the only black people that I was laughing like he was just laughing. He's like, oh, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> so even that small bit of percentage, it's just like, yo, you never know what's really in your cult or in your bloodline. Unless you do that 23 and me shit. What? The, the, I think it's called 23 and me. Any of that, that like where they, where they take like a DNA sample and figure out your exact like. Oh yeah, where it just breaks it all down. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, technology these days. I, you know what I dislike when people do that shit and they, they find out they're like one percent black, and then they're like, "Haha, I'm black." It's like, look, 1%, they walk, they walk no. out with cornrows on magically. <laughs> when I when I hear that shit or I see that shit, I'm like, this this person's like, "Oh man, turns out I'm one percent black." Yeah, awesome. I'm like, no, <laughs> you do not get any sort of privileges you assume you're going to get now. <laughs> it's it's fucked up for me to say it, but yes, one percent is not enough. <laughs> I can't wait till like you know hundreds of years in the future where it doesn't matter where everyone just looks like our skin tone. Is one one uh was one caramel colored people. I mean, if it happens, there's still there are plenty of ethnicities who keep to themselves. Like Japan, they don't want they don't want non Japanese people living there, let alone breeding there. I don't understand that. And or it makes, it's, it just makes me want to go to Japan even more. <laughs> I just want to live there and be like, "Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> One of you is gonna like me. We're gonna make beautiful little mixed race babies." <laughs> but it's the thing, you know. It's there, there's that fear to all go out. You know, it's it's almost like like, like the Native American community. Mm-hmm. You know, they. I mean, and they, I mean, they take it a step further where it's. You know, they're here and, you know, they have the reservations and they do kind of seal themselves off. You know, it does beg that question. Should we keep certain cultures alive? You can keep the culture alive without, like... Skin shouldn't be skin shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Like, if if somebody finds out, or if somebody's, like, a, a very small, like, amount of a particular uh, race or whatever, that's not, like... If somebody's like, I'm 20% African-American, I'm like, that's not what makes you a part of that culture. What makes you a part of that culture is like it being passed down through your family. Like if 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 I found out if I met a, a, a like a pure white person, you know, who was like maybe adopted by an African family and they're all about like African culture and shit. I'm like, that's your family's culture. I'm OK with that. Like that doesn't that first off, it shouldn't offend me or affect me in any way because like it's not doing anything to me or causing me any harm. But that's how I look at culture. I don't think it, I don't look at it as a bloodline thing. I look at it as a your people thing. It's like when you look at America as America's culture. You know, we have every race over here, damn near. You know, yeah, it's not it's not a bloodline. We're thing. not it's we're a, not unique in any sense. <laughs> it's not a bloodline thing. It's a it's a communal thing. It's like if if that's what you are about, you know, then that's what you're about. I mean, America's good at taking everything else and putting a spin on it. Hmm. It's like we take cultures and put cheese on them. Yeah. It's like Americanized food. Just put cheese on it. It's American we take cultures and we fatten them up. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's, it. that's really the only way to describe it but yeah i think i think americans are good at being influenced mm-hmm. and that's another thing that is really really you can highlight you know we're good at being influenced and taking that influence and turning it into something else as we see through the various different types of media 
yeah, it's. I'm honestly surprised that. I, I I didn't think this episode was going to go as well as it's going. <laughs> I was like, how do we touch on this subject? It's like the masculinity one. I wasn't too confident when that when that was first made because I'm like, man, I don't know about this one. <laughs> it takes the intro joke and then like one or two quick little conversations, and then you can talk for hours about anything. Yeah, it's I don't. It's also just hard to talk about something that just it's just normal. So, or or it's or it's normalized to the point where it's like I don't notice it. I'm just me. Other right. people don't notice it. I'm just me. I mean, side note though, it's I always like to joke if the cops are on, I claim white. <laughs> I can't, I can't claim white. I'm I'm mixed race. Like you claim white, they'll be like, nah, there's something else in there. But all right, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my middle name's Eldon. <laughs> I also oh, so you, basically you're saying like your your claim to one particular ethnicity is circumstantial <laughs> yes which i really don't do i don't encounter the cops all too much i don't leave my house i don't think i've ever even heard of you encountering the cops no i've been pulled over a couple times it was more so like for minor things like i have a tail light out mm. stuff like that i've only ever been pulled over once in my life oh really yeah that was, that is pretty impressive <laughs> you just assume, yeah, I'm gonna try like, to keep man. it that way. Yeah. I got I the never one, pulled over. I got the one ticket, and I was like, mm, "That's kind of expensive. I'm gonna avoid this." <laughs> oh, <laughs> never again. Uh-uh. It was like, "Oh, what's that?" I was a little bit fast. 130 dollars. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll get there late. <laughs> Tickets are so expensive. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. No, nope. but <laughs> lesson: don't speed. <laughs> that's a whole lesson of this episode nah but like, <laughs> I don't know being mixed race there, there, there was always that like struggle for identity I suppose but I don't know I, I, maybe it's just because like obviously we've lived the lives it doesn't seem that big of a deal to us but like maybe to other people who are still struggling with the identity crisis that it, it's I think identity big. crisis is just you know some people want to try to latch on it's you know it's Finding yourself doesn't always mean latching onto something else to rely on for your identity. It's like this is like what I am genetically was never a part of my identity. I th- I think that's the big takeaway from the episode. If I was to say that there was one, it would be that like th- this is more like a case example of like, well, we could have latched onto the black community, could have latched onto the white community. Instead, we were just like, I'm gonna form my own identity. You know? I mean, most of us, we, we, you know, most of us stop associating with anything once we discovered anime and then everybody just wants to be Japanese. I don't want to be Japanese. I, yeah, I don't want to be. <laughs> no, we're, we're not total weebs. We don't want to be Japanese. Like the people who want, it's like. I just want to be there amongst all the media. That it's like, I, I have this, like, I, I kind of have this like joke. It's like, weebs want to be Japanese. Otaku are Japanese. <laughs> I like their hair. That's pretty cool. What Japanese hair? Yeah, it's because it's it's very malleable, you know. Well, not like specifically Japanese, but like Asian people in general. At least all the Asian people that I've met, they have that very like soft hair that they can do anything with. Yeah, they also look the coolest when they dye their hair pastel colors or other neon mm-hmm. tones, like you see in the K-pop community or or any music industry thing. You see that it's like, oh, lime green that works. <laughs> okay, so back on topic about being mixed race or anything like that. Is there is there any like specific trait about your body that like, well, not necessarily your body, maybe it's just like your mannerisms or something that's like very indicative of like you being mixed race? Um, I say that question and then I'll lead into an example. 
just to like get you along my train of thought, but like my hair, for example, since we're on the topic of hair, when it's short, it's very like white people hair is what people call it. You know, where it's like, it's straight and it's like kind of coarse sometimes, but not really. Um, but once it gets long, it does it, it, like I was saying earlier, it does like a natural Jerry curl starts exposing more of the like, well, you also, cause you get hair, hair jeans come from the mom side. Oh, that's where it is. Like your like your hair is you know your hair generally is finer than mine because mm-hmm. mine's nappy, <laughs> flat out. That's the word I was gonna say, but I didn't want to say it. Wow, well, no, but. I'll say it because my hair, <laughs> my hair, yeah, my hair is it's that's I used to have it long, and like, then I was just done. I was just tired of dealing with it. Are you sure it's one hundred percent from the mom? Because like my mom doesn't have curly hair. You typically get it from, if I remember correctly, it's your your mother's father. Oh, I, th- I think that's where it kind of gets passed along. Okay, that's wait. I don't know. I don't know how the science works. Um, I, I, I just. But your your hair your hair is a your hair is a lot like other mixed kids I knew whose dads were black. Okay, okay. Where it's a bit finer, and when you grow it out, it's you know it gets thick. Yeah, but it, but it's still you don't have to deal with the kind of curls I do because mm. mine are tighter and my hair is just dry all the time. I mean, mostly. I mean, I ditched the long hair when you know dealing with how expensive it is to maintain it. It's not fun, but it's also kind of a trip. I used to say I get my afro for my dad because his, what his, he, he, you know, he, he almost has like the Jufro game going on. Like seeing younger pictures, he's got an afro. So I like to say I got it from him. Oh, there's great pictures where he's got like an afro glasses and a mustache. Oh man. I got to see that. <laughs> Cause like I've seen your dad before, but only like in his current state. No, know, there's like a picture. Uh, himself, I think there's but... a picture with him and my mom. It was like some professional photo they took. I think he had glasses, mustache. I think he had issue. I think he actually had kind of like a Jerry Crow going on. He almost like it was like almost Jerry Crow, but it was almost like Weird Al kind of. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. There's just it's hard to tell because it's like I'm the opposite of all mixed people because I don't have those certain black traits that everybody has Mm. because you know my dad's white. (sighs) And I I should also I should also say that my dad isn't like my dad's white. He's not like one of those white boys with flavor that tries to get all the black girls. My dad's just a white guy. Stereotypical white guys. Yeah, for the most part. Obviously, he breaks most stereotypes in being like an above average human being. But the general idea is is there. Yeah. So what what, what can we take away from this episode? What do we want the people to take away? It's okay to be who you are, regardless yeah. of color. Yeah, like don't when, don't when, any- when seeking your identity, don't focus too much on like where you come from or like what is in your family. Focus more on like who you are, and don't don't base things too much on history. Mm-hmm. History can, you know, influence the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yeah. Don't don't discriminate. That's another one. I mean, I don't, I don't care what color anybody is. Yeah, that's I'd, I'd say that's a major benefit of uh, being mixed race. You know, at, at, at some point, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Also, like, don't be don't be cautious around people of color, too. That's the only thing that really bothers you. If you're like worried to say the wrong thing. Look, if I have to correct you, I'll correct you. Yeah. Or I'll let somebody like, you know, jump you because you said the wrong thing, because I don't want to <laughs> teach you that lesson. I just, I, I, you know, I just, I, I let it happen, dude. I'm like, you know, keep saying it because you'll say it the wrong time, and then you'll really learn. Yeah, you have that. You have that. Uh, uh, you have a, you have a white friend, and you bring them around like your, uh, your black family or your black friends. You have to caution them ahead of time. Like, look, I know we're cool, but don't, 
like don't don't do that shit here <laughs> word of warning they're not as cool as i am <laughs> no but um i don't know all i could really say is just like i know it's kind of incoherent throughout the whole episode we kind of ramble a lot but i mean that's like our style at this point <laughs> I, th- I think it's like <laughs> next quarter we promise we'll probably actually outline episodes to make it better it's you know we're operating on different schedules makes certain mm-hmm. things hard We'll just have to slap a whiteboard somewhere and start writing ideas on it. But this is like the well, this is this is like this first quarter is like the learning. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like the learning period. It's I mean, it's journey. the second it's the second learning period because we recorded for two months mm-hmm. just to get all the real nonsense out of the way. Because most even the incoherent rambling has a point to it in relation to the episode. But yeah, just be uniquely you. That's what I would say uh, to wrap this episode up. You know. Yeah, that's like I, I we, we're the, us, and look how the podcast is going. Yeah, the the mixed race thing is just kind of like and a point of view type of deal. You know, you can being mixed race. I could have been like, I want to lean more black, or I want to lean more white, or whatever the fuck. But it's uh, in the end, I decided to be m- more honest and just be the true form of me. And that's you decided to be Greg. You decided to be gory. Yeah, <laughs> you should start calling yourself that. Gory Tenbrink. I decided to be Gory Tenbrink. <laughs> Covered in guts and blood. Gory Tenbrink. You could be Greg and then Gory. Greg, Gory, and Darnell. <laughs> I am multiple people. Oh, do you think that do you think combine is what makes you Daddy Master Senpai? Each name is one of the one of the titles. But then we're, uh, what about my whole ass last name? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just chilling over Daddy there, Master like... Senpai Tenbrink. Like what like which name's Daddy? <laughs> that would be I think that'd be Darnell. Definitely. <laughs> Master would be Greg. Oh, <laughs> that's fucked. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Master Greg. <laughs> or, and then uh Gory can be Senpai. <laughs> Gory Senpai. Mm-hmm. We used to, we gotta get a t-shirt. We gotta have it have someone draw the character of Daddy Master Senpai. Honestly, I'm tempted after a while to just have that be your permanent nickname. Daddy Master Senpai. Because as much fun as these new the, is making up one every week goes, I don't know if we should just keep that. We should just like give you that one specifically. S- keep trying for the rest of the at least this season. Season one is the the search for the perfect nickname. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, I thought I thought we'd do the entire year, but I was like, man, that's a lot. That's that's fifty two different nicknames. And it also year. might get old. Yeah. I, th- I think Daddy Master Senpai will be the... <laughs> Daddy Master Senpai. <laughs> That's something you can put on a t-shirt. Honestly. So, yeah, we're about to wrap it up here. We I ordered the Kit Kats the other day. Hell yeah. So, I think it was yesterday. Or no, maybe it was Friday. I think it was Friday. I take it back. It was Friday. I ordered them Friday. So, the infamous Kit Kat episode is happening really soon. So, be prepared for that because I know a bunch of people are anticipating it. People are like asking, is the Kit Kat one the next one? And I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> Eventually it will come out. Eventually, we promise. Yeah. You. We also still want to try to do like maybe answer some listener questions. So if you guys have questions, give them to us. Any questions, we'll answer all of them. Not all of them. There's like ten thousand of you somehow. Then I think I don't know what would be a consistent number that we have like an average. Do we have an average yet, or we don't have enough episodes to do an average? I don't. I, I as long as as long as the episodes get views and those views keep growing, I don't pay too much attention to the uh, to the metrics. 
oh. myself, you know. I mean, I honestly, I honestly stopped checking the numbers as much. Mm-hmm. It was cool at first, but I was like, I don't care. We don't have. <clears throat> it's more we only about, have so many people that listen to us anyway. It's more about getting out there and like eventually like growing past that, you know. As long as it, as long as I keep getting messages and comments and stuff where people are like, "Hey, man, I really appreciated this episode," then I'm going to keep doing this. Which, if you have that, we we can't stress enough. If you really are touched by an episode. Please talk about it on our social media pages. That's that's something I wanted to I wanted to do. I wanted I wanted to shout out Ralph because he uh, he he commented on the uh, on the post for the masculinity episode, and he was talking about how he was going through some stuff and how the episode related to him. And like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw and, that. Like that's important because like since he put that out there, you know, maybe someone else that he knows is going to see his comment and be like, oh well, maybe that resonates with them. You know, it's. it's you never know who could benefit from it. It's not just like I'm trying to get all these listens. I'm trying to grow. It's a, this stuff is it, at the end of the day, this stuff helps people. Yeah, like, that's that's what I found out about this. I mean, we're definitely to at some point start a Facebook group so you guys can interact with each other. Because aside from interacting with us, we would like people to find each other through this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's almost like a support group. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> prefer not to say support group, even though not every episode is like this. Yeah, you know, we like to have interviews or, you know, just kind of meet other like minded individuals. Because, yeah, you know, I, I think that's the one thing I really like about this podcast is it's like, you know, people who listen to it, but also bringing people on. Mm-hmm. It definitely, you know, I'm, I'm glad we didn't try to have a gimmick for the podcast. It was more so let's have these general ideas and explore them. But yeah, like I was saying, you know, follow every social media. I'm actually going to read off what they actually are this time because, mm. <laughs> you know, just looking it up, you have to be careful how you type it because you can't just type prefer not to say. If you type that in Google, it doesn't come up. But if you add podcasts, it's the first thing that comes up. So on the Instagram, we are PNTS underscore podcast. And then on Twitter... We are also PNTS underscore podcast. I think Facebook might be different because I don't think they allowed me to put an underscore in it. So I guess we'll see. Just a moment. I apologize because I'm loading this up. We know this is the worst part of any possible like podcast is when they're they're breaking from the conversation to look something up. You're not in the room looking at the stuff with us. We we understand it's terrible, but this is kind of necessary. Okay, on Facebook it is PNTS podcast, but see because they wouldn't let me put an underscore. Okay. And then as far as listener listening goes, you guys know we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. Yeah, so I'd say that about wraps this, wraps mm-hmm. up this episode uh, talking about race. I feel like we covered yeah. a diver- diverse range of topics. You know, it's like masculinity, race, you know, existential crises. Kind of the thing, you know, it's like any, I'm willing to explore any topic, any and all. It's just, you know, trying to figure out what you guys want to hear about. So I kind of need that interaction. Yeah, that, well, that's the other thing. If you got any suggestions, if there's anything you want us to address, make a comment. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, do an episode about this. We might consider it. I will consider it. The whole thing is whether or not, like, whether or not we actually want to do it or not, or have, if we have useful information on it, or if we have the the time for it. You know, like if we turn around and, and woke up one day with like a hundred notifications, a hundred different topics, it's like uh, that's two years worth of like recording, <laughs> right? You know? Or we had to, we had to, we had to just record a bunch of episodes for Patreon. <laughs> we will be doing a Patreon at some point in the year. We also do have plans for merch in the works. So stay so tuned. Stay for tuned that. for that because we're really excited about that. Yeah. 
And you'll know when it's out because you'll see me dressed head to toe in that. <laughs> everything, <laughs> the everything. Prefer not to say head to toe. Mm-hmm. It's all I'm wearing. You're I'm just gonna, gonna you're gonna have exclusive store. stuff no one else will have access to. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Where do I get that style? This one you don't, but you can also <laughs> you can get these other ones that are available. <laughs> this is a custom. This is the host brand. You gotta be a host of the show to wear it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're enjoying every episode, and we hope you enjoy every episode from now on. So, yeah, uh, we're signing off. And as always, as I like to say, stay hustling and stay hydrated. See ya. You didn't do the peace sign this time. Oh, no. (laughs) There, it did it. So I, I wanted to talk about this in the episode, but like I, I started looking at the time and I was like, mm, this is bad pacing. But like it was on the topic of the whole like dating thing, you know, um, at least from my point of view growing up, you know, uh, like I hung around like mostly white people. And when it came to like the, the dating world, I always felt like there was this um kind of like I don't want to say I don't want to call it like the like jungle fever or whatever the fuck people call it, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's like it's like those those. <laughs> It's, I can't, it's jungle, there's it's no way for me to like, say this without it sounding a little offensive, so I'm just gonna apologize if you get offended it's, it's by this. It's jungle but, fever when white people are just but, like like really like, craving black people. The, the, the white girls with the daddy issues that want to piss off their parents, like, and they they, they, they want to date no. a black guy. Oh no! <laughs> but, like, Does it have to be that specifically? I mean, not specifically, but like when they it's when kind of that archetype when or, any, that archetype of female wants to piss off daddy, they look at somebody like me who's mixed race and they go, "He's the perfect amount of bad." You know what I'm saying? Like, because right. he's he might be dangerous, but he's also probably got a good credit score. <laughs> <laughs> right? Want to make daddy upset by calling you daddy? Yeah, like that's 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 I've noticed that. Uh, there was a little bit of a trend in like the the women I've I've been around or have dated and their their fathers specifically dislike of me. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, whatever. Like it it's more than what you would see in just somebody who's dating their daughter because it's also like the race thing about it. But it's you know, it's just it's like they're like, hmm, you're dating my daughter, but they're also like, hmm, who the fuck is this person? You know, because they don't know what to expect, <laughs> right? You know, oh, I just thought that'd be kind of funny. We don't have to put that like at the. I'm putting this at the end. <laughs> I don't know. It's this, like this is going at the it's, end. This it's is funny. funny. <laughs> I, I I thought it would be funny, but like that's just what I noticed growing up. You know, it's like he's got the right amount of danger. I I don't have any amount of danger. <laughs>